Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hello everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. And on today's show, I'm excited to have Brent Dallin, the po- uh, podcast podcast host of The Valuable Man. And he's going to share some of his expertise on he- helping young men and telling us his story and then giving us some um, advice on being married for a long time. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say. So welcome, Brent. Thank you, Nikki. I- I'm flattered to be on the show. I was listening to uh, some older recordings of your show earlier. You had a uh, John McTiernan on. I've had him on my yeah. podcast. He's a delight. I was enjoying. I this. love him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, and uh, I, I, we probably could have done like five or six hours. I mean, because yeah. he's so full of information and it's easy to listen to. So, so I was so encouraged when I came across your name on the Podmatch web, uh, website because you had felt the need to be there for young men. And as a single mom um, who raised three boys, um, to me, that is just a resource that I didn't have access to. So just tell me about what drove you to, you know, to, to do this. You know, I've told this story a few times, Nikki, and I always try and shorten it down a little bit so I don't bore anybody. Uh, this is, this well, is a <laughs> of years. I am yeah. a former youth minister. I am an uncle to seven nieces. <laughs> I have two daughters and I've always actually predominantly got around, gotten along with women better than men. Right. Uh, I've sat around a lot of dinner tables with my wife's friends or just female friends. And I always got that. How is it you understand that? But my boyfriend doesn't get that. Or what? why do you like, I can talk to you, but I can't talk to him. Right. And so I've been prodded a few times. Like you need to like, just write down because you understand women way better than most men. And it's not that I do. I was raised in a household with three women in my life, my whole life. Uh Uh, You know, my father and my brother were both very prominent in my life, but I always had my grandmother moved in with us when I was two. And Uh so I always have my grandmother, my mom and my sister in the house. Right. You know, I was always taught to have a healthy respect for women, but moreover, I just, I learned to understand women a little more because they were so prominent Mm -hmm. in my life and to pay attention to them. And as a pastor, my father was very focused on marriage relationships and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I went, sat through a lot of 
events, classes, conferences on marriage and stuff like that and communication. Mm -hmm. But then as I had female friends, like I said, I, I predominantly had female friends in my life. There was usually mm -hmm. one or two guys in my tight inner circle. And then it was almost entirely female around. Right. And they right. get so frustrated with other boys and uh, with other guys in their lives. And <laughs> then I started working with kids and specifically teenagers and younger people. And uh -huh. I see all these little girls getting their broke, hearts broke. Right. And I, the teenage boys would do something. I just, I just want to like Gibbs slap them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, what are you doing? They're like, well, like, no, <laughs> I, I don't care. Right. If you guys are done, that's still not how you act. Yeah. And so as I got a little older, right, I have seven nieces, four of which are all adults. The younger of those mm -hmm. four are is 22. Oh, my. Um, and then I have really young nieces on my wife's side of the family, like my daughter's mm -hmm. aging younger. Yeah. And so I started looking at the world and it's just like, you know, there were so many young men out there that just don't have that influence in their life. And this really came to a head when I met one of their girlfriends or one of their boyfriends at one point, and he was mm -hmm. an incredibly nice young man. Right. Really just had never had a positive male role model. He didn't know yeah. how to do a lot of quote unquote guy things. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was working on it. He was hungry to learn these things, but he just mm -hmm. never had that influence. I was thinking if that's the case now, what happens when my daughters grow up? Right? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what options do they have? And I don't blame young men. Uh -huh. I no. blame the there are just a lot of absentee fathers, a lot of fatherless mm -hmm. homes. And mm -hmm. not only that it exists, that's been encouraged to some extent. Right. Yeah. And then there's the modern third wave of feminism that makes no sense to me at all. But <laughs> right there, yeah. pushing this whole toxic masculinity culture. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm looking at little boys who are being taught that everything they instinctively know and feel is wrong. And I, I can't even begin to guess yeah. how psychologically that's going to impact young men growing up. So I mm -hmm. thought, what can I do? What was what mm -hmm. there for me? Right. So I thought, okay, I'll start writing this book that I've been harassed about writing by my friends. <laughs> yeah. I started writing the book. And I thought, Hmm. So I started digging into self-publishing. I thought, Oh, look, my mom's going to re read this. My wife might read this. Uh, <laughs> I should build a fan base, right? You got to yeah. build a fan base. So when I actually write this book, something comes out of it. Right. <laughs> and so I started on social media and found out very quickly. I hate social media. I'm beginning to hate it too. <laughs> I have nine different social media platforms and I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not counting my YouTube channel or my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So because of that, I actually started it's like, okay, well, what's a medium that's going to be good for me, right? right. So it's good with me. Mm -hmm. And so the Fallible Man podcast was born. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I thought, well, I'm, I'm talking to a mic. I, I might as well turn on a camera, right? Now, I had no yeah. aspirations of doing YouTube big. I was just like, <laughs> me either. <laughs> down, right? It's like, I, I'm going to be sitting here doing this. I might as well just turn on a camera. Yeah. <laughs> now. Uh, 92 published episodes later and mm -hmm. 200 plus YouTube videos because yep. I do a live stream. And I also have another video that comes out besides my podcast every week. So I have three mm -hmm. videos a week going out on YouTube, which I wasn't going to do. 
and I'm getting ready to go to a YouTube conference actually. Uh, because oh, wow. <laughs> as I started doing the podcast, I thought I have a little more control over growing my YouTube audience uh-huh. because I at least understand that a little bit. And so I started kind of digging yeah. into understanding that. And this whole thing has just gone nuts. Um, right. Really, this, if you had told me when I started this in <laughs> September of 2020, I, mm-hmm. I would have just laughed at you if you said, hey, you're going to be doing this. I'm going, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's just what I was me. thinking too. Like I, I knew I, the only thing I knew about podcasting was finding true crime episodes and listening to them. <laughs> you know? And, and when I started, most people I bet don't start the way I started. I know nothing about it. And then I just start talking, you know, so so, I mean, are you still planning on writing a book? I am. I, I actually have over 100 pages pages written. Okay. It's are you just gonna... falling to the back burner at the moment. Right. I'm actually getting ready for our first in-person event. We are doing a live in-person conference in June for oh, father wow. figures and male role models. Dads that are welcome too. Awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm in the middle of prep for that. Uh I'm bringing in some speakers in person and some speakers yeah. remotely. I'm isolating it to a hundred men and I, because I wanted yes. to bring this back to my community anyway. Right. How yeah. bring this to my community. Right. So we are doing our first in-person event the weekend before father's day. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love that. It, it just seems like, well, my burning question is, are you, are you going to have be like a ghostwriter? You know, because I think with the (laughs) things going on today in the world, you know, I mean, like, I can see that at a book burning, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. No, I'm a huge fan. One of the biggest principles that I push on the fallible man, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think is a dying principle, uh, Navy SEAL and podcaster Jocko Willink talks about it heavily. He wrote a book with a partner of his called Extreme Ownership. Uh-huh. which just further developed something that I already felt inherently. Yeah. I already tried to practice in my life. It just really compounded it. And it's right. something, a characteristic, a trait, whatever you want to say, I try to teach young men is yeah. if you own it, you have power, right? People may not yep. like what I write, yep. but my name's on it and I mm-hmm. wrote it. And if you right. don't like it, I can go, okay, that's fine. Buy another book. Yeah. Right. You, if, if exactly. I, go, oh, I, I love that. Really? I, I had a conversation yesterday and I, I did not um, agree with their point, point of view, but I just said, you know, you know, me, I don't believe that way, but I was so respectful. You know, you, I mean, you still have to let people know how you feel and I, I hope you can't hear my cat meowing. Anyway, I know. So anyway, I just, you know, my boys are young men now and I, I don't want them to feel like they can't voice their opinions and their beliefs just because of their skin color, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I feel like what you're doing is, is so important 
you know, and talking about it and getting the word out there and letting other guys know or other men know, hey, it's okay to be you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm working on a multifaceted approach, right? You said you're boys and young men, right? So, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you said your boys are young men. I'm, I'm trying to come at this from a multifaceted approach because I want to help <laughs> yeah. young men, right? Who are younger, mm-hmm. who need father figures. And I, but part of that is me helping men who are a little bit older than that step into that role, step into that mm-hmm. calling, which is what I'm doing with my uh, yeah. conferences. Right. So the way I'm approaching it is I have a place where young men can have conversations about growing and about things they have questions about and about growing into their full mm-hmm. potential. At the same time, I'm also reaching right. out to men in maybe their mid thirties and upper who have hit mm-hmm. a point in their life. Where they're going, you know, this isn't it. I, I don't accept that. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Because I, they're the ones who are going to help those young fill in the shoes for those younger men too. That's true. So that is a place where your boys can have that conversation and where they can yeah. grow as they grow, they can have that conversation with younger guys mm-hmm. and be mentored by older guys. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, so another t- um, topic that I wanted to touch on was you're, you've been married for a long time. And so part of what you had on your profile was decoding your wife. <laughs> So tell me about this, Brent. <laughs> well, I mean, you're still married, so you I must am, do something right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure I do anything right. I think my wife is just more bullheaded than I am sometimes. <laughs> she she puts up with me. My, my wife is an amazing woman. Uh, of course, she, yeah. She is too good for me. <laughs> no, I, uh, I've spent a lot of my life focused on communication as a pastor's son, as a former mm-hmm. minister. Mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of my life really focusing on communication right? because it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, romantic relationship or if it's a social relationship with friends, mm-hmm. developing your communication skills never hurts you. It helps you in the professional world too. Right. And there, there are marriage and relationship books that I've read that have done more for me in my professional life than they have anywhere else. <laughs> and so I can see me, that happening. I mean, you're with your work people. 40 plus hours a week. I mean, (laughs) you know, so yeah, that's hilarious. So your spouse about learning the way, learning certain aspects, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a book by, I think think it was Gary Smalley called the five love languages. That's a phenomenal Mm -hmm. book that to Mm -hmm. me, I I think should Mm -hmm. be required reading because if you understand the way (laughs) someone receives love, and prefers to express uh-huh. love, right? That's the first breakthrough in that really deep communication. For right. example, right? I'm I'm an acts of service person. Uh-huh. Doing things for me speaks volumes to me. Instinctively, that's what I do for right. my wife. That's not her love language, but instinctively, that is my first reaction <laughs> is I'm taking care of you. I'm doing these little things. I'm trying to fix things. Now, if I just did that without understanding her love languages, I would not still be married yeah. one years later. We just celebrated our 21st right. anniversary about a week ago. And so that's one piece of it, right? And then you have to understand right. that men and women don't think the same. 
it's not yeah. one's good, one's bad, or one's wrong, and one's right. That's it's also just different. <laughs> right. And I read a book. Actually, I was so flattered. The author, I did a short video on it. And the author found my video a year <laughs> later and commented on the video. Oh. Like, hey, I, I like your spin on this. Awesome. Oh, goodness, right? <laughs> Holy mind blown, very humbling. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, well, she didn't hate it, but it was exactly called, uh, men are waffles, women are spaghetti. And I was just using <laughs> a food and out metaphor to explain the difference in the way men mm -hmm. compartmentalize when they think mm -hmm. our brains work a whole lot like the old tape robots you see in movies where we store everything. We go grab this one. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Yeah. Put it in, we think about that. And then it yeah. goes back while we grab this one. Yeah. Whereas women's brains work more like a plate of spaghetti. If you yeah. start pick up a noodle on one end, it's going to touch every other noodle on the way through. You don't know where you're going to end up. Right. <laughs> but because it touches everything, that's why you get that roller coaster of different emotions, different thoughts, different things that seem totally like, where did that even come from when you're talking to your spouse? Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> My friend calls it ping or pinball brain, but <laughs> right now by themselves, these things are not going to start to save you. But when you start right. to mix understanding how they speak and communicate love and how they like to be loved and yeah. you start understanding the difference in the way I think and the way she thinks. And then you meld into that. You have personality types. There's yeah. a, a broad spectrum of, test or analysis, simple analysis. Mm -hmm. My wife and I are, are in very different places on that as our primary personalities. Right. So we've had both been through that several times. And that is one of the things we learn about each other. It's like, okay, my wife is on the end of the spectrum where she wants to think about something and process it and work through all the pieces and uh -huh. highly intelligent, but she wants to really take some time and process through it. Right. And right. think about the steps to get there. <laughs> I can make a snap decision, life altering snap decision in a matter of a second or two. <laughs> I think that's so true. My husband will like he does math in his head mm -hmm. and he he won't come up with the exact number, but he's pretty close, like within, you know, one or two numbers. And I'm like, no. And I'm like doing the whole math in my head, you know, right. and. I come up with the exact number. He's like, I was only off one or two. I'm like, that wasn't the answer. 
Yes. My yeah. wife and I had that conversation a lot, actually. That's a very <laughs> common conversation in my house. I'll give it yeah. out. She's like, but is this? I'm like, I, I was close <laughs> enough for, you know. I but, know what's the difference, right? <laughs> but it goes back to thinking, right? Men yeah. need to get into the ballpark. Mm-hmm. We need to have an about because while we're told a lot of men are not seen as spontaneous, uh-huh. our brains think spontaneous. We don't want right. to get too exact because that leaves no margin of error. Oh, yeah. We only get exact when it comes to like cutting things and yeah, <laughs> measure twice, cut once kind of thing. Right, right. So you start adding these things together and you start to understand personality type and the way a person thinks uh-huh. and the way they emotionally communicate. And then you start picking into how they actually communicate. Right. And then all of a sudden, all these things that are normally very difficult to navigate aren't as bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that. I, I, so what advice would you give um, a wife who's not understanding her husband? You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's are, sometimes I don't understand my husband. And are beautifully complex and simple all at the same time. <laughs> it, that, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the, 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 you know, you one of the biggest breakdowns between a woman trying to understand a man uh-huh. Y'all are engaged all the time. Your brain yeah. is engaged because you have more emotional involvement in your thought process than men do. Right. So because you have more emotional involvement in the thought process for you, how you work things out, how you move through things, you're not just uh-huh. thinking about cold hard numbers. You're feeling it as you think about it. Right. Yeah. You're emotionally mapping through it. Whereas a guy right. is just like, is numbers is cold hard math for us. <laughs> yeah. So one of the big breakdowns is a lot of times women don't want to accept that there's not going to be that emotional reaction. It's not that we ha- don't have emotions. Mm-hmm. It's, y'all would have an emotional reaction, <laughs> so we we need to have one, right? It's it's projection. It's the same idea of right the husband who buys his wife a bowling ball because he wants a bowling ball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, People do it all the time. Christmas is the worst time of the year. You look at the gifts people buy you and 85% of the gifts you get are what that person would have liked to get. <laughs> that person would have appreciated it. So therefore you must appreciate it. Exactly. Right? That's a good analogy. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with communication between men and women. We right. want to imply certain thought processes. One second. Yeah. Thank you, baby. That's my lovely wife bringing me my coffee that didn't get done. Oh. Started. So that's tip number one. Bring your husband coffee. <laughs> uh, no, that works both ways in my house. Bring your wife coffee. Yeah. We're, we're a coffee household. Conversations before <laughs> coffee are dangerous. <laughs> we're tea drinkers here. <laughs> uh, my wife also enjoys tea. <laughs> yeah. But no, that, that's what happens very often is we just, we project our own way of processing things we get frustrated with you guys because we Uh like why is this taking so long 
why is this just not so simple? I mean, really, it's two plus two, right? That's four. That's it. There's no other thought required. And y'all are like, no, but why is it four? And how does it feel about being four? I know. I mean, like, when my husband says, you're too slow, my love. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, I've gotten sidetracked somewhere. He's ready to go. <laughs> well, let me get my shoes on. He's just like, you said right. that 10 minutes ago. You're introducing for you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I <laughs> go mode and it's we're, we're in, out and done. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas my wife wants to get there at her pace on her time. Yes. Whereas I cannot stand it. If I'm sitting there waiting, I'm just like losing my mind. <laughs> I know. So I'm sorry. Breach, well, we've had to learn to breach that. that. That's a big one. I am a Lombardi's rule of time kind of person. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you know Lombardi's rule of time. I, uh, maybe. Down to <laughs> if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. That, that's the simple version. The military is quiet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I was that way before the military even. My mm-hmm. dad was an early person. He had to be early for everything, obnoxiously so. Yeah. I, I picked up a lot of that. And that is <laughs> my struggles. I have to really work on tempering myself when we're not moving as fast as I think we should. Right. Because I know how frustrating it was when my dad did that to us. So I try not to do it. <laughs> I don't always succeed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I'm a 15 minutes early is like, that's on time for me. Yeah. Yeah. So these people who walk in right on time i'm like <gasps> being late like i actually like get stress in my neck and upper back if i feel like Poor i'm brand <laughs> so that's yeah i can totally program on right i'm i i either right on time or a few minutes late <laughs> and it's not that i don't try <laughs> it's just you know things happen so yeah. And but in that relationship, you have to pick and choose your fights is one of the things. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, there was a, I mean, there's been lots of times with my husband that um, there are things that he does that absolutely drives me insane. And when I would ask him about him or talk to him about it, you know, to him, he's like, what's the big problem? You know, I'm like, but this is what I'm expecting, you know, <laughs> and I expect you to expect what I want. <laughs> So, <laughs> so of course, I mean, you understand that, but, and he's learned to um, help me with those things, you know? So if it's really something that he can see, even though he doesn't understand why he will try to accommodate me, you know? So I really think just being with someone is a give and take, you know, sort of thing. And, um, because living with another human being is extremely hard. It's it's extremely hard for me, you know. And <laughs> no matter how much you love them. <laughs> I so I, I think after all this time, I I think I might have learned a few things. But there are other things I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not budging on that one. <laughs> Sorry, well, but you know, and he, you know. He loves me. So he's like, okay, whatever. But um, just circling back, um, what advice would you give to moms or or parents about their young kids? You know, 
if they are raising a young boy or, or a teenager in their point of their life, I mean, what would your one advice be for them? Well, I mean, let's, in, let's include if they're raising a boy or a girl, because the father plays an equally important role uh, in both yeah. for different reasons. But yeah, so my, my one piece of advice is you need to find a place where you feel like you uh-huh. can connect in mm-hmm. to then find positive male role models for that child. Right. I would right. never detract from what a mother brings to the tables. Mothers are extraordinary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, but there are certain aspects, certain things mm-hmm. that men, right, we, we complete each other. So we bring to the table yeah. as well. Right, so right. You have to be comfortable with the men you have around your children yes. for that relationship to be positive, right? You can right. find a really great individual who can be a great role model, but if you are not comfortable mm-hmm. around them, that's not going to work. Yeah, I so agree. My advice would be to dig in to a local comfortable scenario for you. And that might be mm-hmm. a church where you attend mm-hmm. church and are very comfortable there and know people there and connect someone there. That right. might be like a boy scout kind of thing where right. you're actively involved to an extent, you know, the boy scout leader, you know, the other mm-hmm. people involved, Right. They have family events where you can meet the other families involved. Right. But as a mom, you want to find that positive male influence. Uh But for that to work, you have to find it where you feel safe about who is influencing. You have to know that person and feel safe with what influence are they casting, right? Yeah. You can't just leave it up to, well, there's a couple male teachers at school. Okay. They may be amazing men. They also may not be. They may have a completely different set of values than you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Find that home. That's some great advice. Yeah. To work out of where you have a comfortable open relationship with those people. You know them. Mm -hmm. You know how they think. You know you share the same kind of values. Mm -hmm. And then work on, you know, and it it may be uncomfortable because, right, walking up to some of the men at your congregation might be like, uh, I know we don't hang out a whole lot, but <laughs> but you know what? A lot of those men will totally understand and then yeah. incredibly respect you for stepping up and mm-hmm. going, I think my child needs this in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you maybe come over for lunch one day and just right. you know, have lunch with us and visit a little bit? You and your wife both or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Make them so. an additive part to your family. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. I, I feel, you know, and with today's society and the way, um, you know, the marriages are not making it, you know, or for whatever reason, they may not have a, a male figure in their life. And I, like I've said before, from my perspective, that was something that I was so worried about. And when I was, um, uh, when they were younger, it was like every decision I made was like a life and death situation. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it really wasn't, but that's how I was feeling because I'm, I kept thinking I've got to raise these kids to be, you know, adults that can function in this world. And it was so daunting to me. And then when they got to, 
you know, uh, the puberty age and all that, I was like, Oh my Lord, I don't even, I don't even know if we're going to make it. <laughs> so, but we did, you know, <laughs> but I, 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 I was, I had sisters. So my worst nightmare is the thought of something happening to my wife. Yeah. To raise my wife or my children without her. That, that right. the biggest nightmare. So I, I get that. Yeah, you can relate. <laughs> I will say as, as a word of caution to your listeners, uh-huh. get proactive about finding those male role models because yeah. your children will find male role models. They may not be good or bad. Good. Oh my goodness. Do it on their own. Yeah. They are going to find a male influence. Yes. Get ahead That's of so it. True. Be proactive and help yeah. them find good male influences. That's good advice. Um, because if you're right, if you don't, they're going to, they're just going to latch on to yep. whoever. And it could be someone totally not appropriate or someone that you would want to influence your kid. So, and that goes for even, you know, think, you know, parents with girls too, it's the same thing, you know, but um, yeah, that is like really great advice. I'm so glad that um, you brought that up. So was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we ended our conversation today? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to talk about anything you would like to. I want to serve your audience. Uh, I am so grateful to be here and be on your platform today and get to share with your audience. That's so sweet. I want to answer any questions you might have that you think you'll be interested in. Well, I, I think you answered the couple of them that were just on my mind, but I am so excited about your uh, in-person event for um you know, men in your area and young men. Um, I hope that it's a success. I'm sure it will be. And how can people reach out to you if they have questions or they want to listen to your podcast? Um, I've shared your link with my boys and uh, my youngest was was like, mom, what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) Like nothing. (laughs) He's just here if you need to listen to something positive. Well, I appreciate but that greatly. He, he, he always worries that there's an alter, ulterior motive to my it things makes, that I send. I would worry about it too. If my mom was like, hey, you should check this How out. How can people reach out? What's going on? <laughs> I know. The easiest way to find Nikki is at www.thefallibleman.com. It's my website. I'm at The Fallible Man on eight different social medias, except on Facebook, where I, I totally messed that up starting Facebook because I didn't know anything about Facebook. And so I'm at <laughs> Fallible Man there. There's no the. I'm at Fallible Man on Facebook. Okay. But I'm at The Fallible Man. So when you week. say you hate you hate social media, are you just saying you just now got on social media? I actually was, I had a Facebook account about 15 years ago, um, like legitimately over a decade ago. Uh, <laughs> and I only had it. I actually started, I had a poster hanging on my wall. Yeah. That said Facebook across the top and it was a Facebook profile for God. And oh, I was yeah. writing material for a senior team camp session. Mm-hmm. And I like the concept, right? It's like, you know, how 
if God was to create a profile, what would we see? You know? And so I was writing. Wow, that's good. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I better create a Facebook profile. Fiona, stop. There Her daddy's home. <laughs> I thought I better create a Facebook profile just to make sure and, and not be a complete idiot when I do this and, and find out it looks right. totally different than this. <laughs> I created a Facebook profile and like I was going to delete it the next morning and like 27 people just <laughs> on my <laughs> people I hadn't talked to in like 15, 20 years. And I'm like, will you be my uh, friend? <laughs> so I stayed on Facebook for about two, three months. Yeah. And I absolutely hated it. I didn't like doing it. So yeah. a couple of people I really wanted to stay connected with, I was like, yo, here's my email. Yeah. Here's my number. <laughs> I'd love to have you back yeah. in my life, but I'm not staying on here. So I deleted my account. So I actually did not have a social media account. Yeah. I, oh I think my. I had an Instagram account in probably the summer of 2020, I started looking at Instagram, trying to yeah. understand what it was, but right. I didn't have social media accounts. <laughs> you know, people are probably surprised, like, oh my goodness, where have you been? <laughs> Hiding under a rock. <laughs> I have far more important things to do than see right. again at chick For sure. <laughs> For sure. I, so I'm horrible at social media. I do like to get on there and start fights with people. So, or between two people and watch them just go at it. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that in a long time though. Cause my husband told me I needed to stop. <laughs> I actually have all of my social media apps on my phone in a folder <laughs> labeled time suck. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> has to remind me. So every time I go to look at it, I'm like, why am I picking this up? No, I, I'm generally on there long enough to post whatever I need to for whatever. Right. I'm right. And I'll read messages if I have messages and then I'm back. Yeah. Off. I don't want to be. Right. Honest. I've got right, exactly so much <laughs> going on and you can go down that rabbit hole, that scrolling feed. It's oh, I know. I, fiction. I had to stop causing fights. So um, because I thought, well, if I'm going to be have my own podcast and be such a positive role model. I need to not do that. <laughs> so, so now I just post, you know, stuff about my show, whatever, and try to be positive. <laughs> so, well, Brent, I thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me today. And I hope that we get to do this again in the future. Absolutely. And, um, I will put all your information in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they can just click on the link and go right to you. So, okay. and everybody send him a message on Facebook and tell him hi. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you got questions for me, I actually have a link on my, on the front page of my website. Yeah. If you want to leave me a voicemail, you can just click on that and leave me a voicemail right there on my website. Well, how convenient is that? <laughs> He's he starting his own social media platform. <laughs> so, all right, Brent, thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Nikki. All right, thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. Please check out my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com and check out my content I have there, other podcast episodes, and schedule your free 15-minute one-on-one call with me today.